0: everyone and welcome to episode 197 of the mom hour i am sarah powers here as always with the lovely megan francis hey megan well hello
1: what a welcome i mean we are special we're
0: talking a lot this week we got behind on recording so so now we're getting ahead we're we're recording a lot this week we've we've chatted a bunch and we're gonna chat some more today um, we, get ready. Get Buckle ready. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a really fun episode today. It's a little bit of a catch-all about our families of origin, the families we grew up in, a little bit about birth order and sibling dynamics, and then kind of how that trickles into the families we're raising. So I wouldn't say it's not a topic we've covered. It's They're topics we've touched on before, but
1: there's... We're some... just organizing it all differently, like all together in one place. I yeah, guess.
0: and you you came up with some really fun questions that I think our listeners can kind of almost play along because they're, they're good things to think about, about the family you grew up in and then the one that you're raising. So, um, I'm excited. It's going to be, yeah, me too. It's gonna be a fun one. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor factor.
1: Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR.
0: Okay, we're launching right in. Um, We are. Whenever we do these types of episodes, Megan, I like to imagine there's somebody who just happened upon our show for the first or second time. So for those folks at home um why don't you tell everybody just the basics of the family you grew up in sure and then the family you're raising like just the brass tacks so we are all we're all on the same page
1: sure so i'm the youngest of four my oldest sister is the oldest in the family she's 10 years older than me so like everyone else falls in between right um i also my parents divorced when i was about six so i had two separate sets of step siblings um one set wasn't around long and the other (laughs) uh, were passing through. They were passing through. Yeah. Um, transient step siblings, you might call them, although we're still in touch now. Um, and then my dad remarried, um, my stepmom, Brenda, and she had a son and then they had a child together. So like I have like a lot of moving parts in our family Mm -hmm. and that does change dynamics. It does make me like I'm the baby of the family, but I'm also like, I don't know. I'm not quite the baby because I'm Mm -hmm. older than my youngest half sister and Mm -hmm. my um, stepbrother, so it, it it did put me in an interesting spot. Um, I myself am raising five kids. They're age, well, some of them are are done been raised. Um, <laughs> You're still tw- their mom. I'm still their mom, but I'm not raising them anymore. I'm just around, right? So, um, 21, 19, 15, 13, and almost 10. So I had two sets of boys who were a little less than two years apart, with a three and a half year ish gap between the boy sets, and then mm-hmm. another three and a half ish year gap between Owen and Clara, who's my only girl and the youngest. Okay. That sounds good.
0: I know all of that, but not everybody does. Um, I am the oldest of three. We are spaced as a pair who are two years apart and then a little caboose. So my brother and I were eight and a half and six plus when my sister was born. So a pretty big gap. We're not three equally spaced, um, which has been fun in different ways over the years. Um, And then I have three kids. And they are more evenly spaced. I had girl, boy, girl, and I also grew up in girl, boy, girl. So that part is interesting. I had the same kind of uh, gender order that I grew up in. But mine were, my older two were four and a half and two and a half when Violet was born. So the first two are two years apart. The next two are two years, eight months or something like that. Um, They right now are six, eight, and ten. It's the few months of the year where they really are truly um, like stepstones. Like they're all even numbers for a few months. And then the older two have spring birthdays so it will become six nine and eleven before
1: too long here so yeah what's we have similar here. where all of the boys birthdays are in the fall right Claire's is in the spring so yes. for a little while they're all odd or even numbers right. and then she's about to throw that off
0: yes yeah so you
1: guys are all odd right now and we are all even yeah. right and uh-huh. pretty soon yes and pretty soon all of my kids will have double digit birthdays <gasps> that's birthday right or, you know what I mean
0: the last just, single the, the last remaining single digit, single digit. Um, Okay, so we have some fun, relatively quick questions that will allow us to move through this, and I think I will ask the questions. Sure. Even though you did come up with them, so I feel a little like I'm taking your credit. Okay, so the first question is, which one of your kids is most like you, and how, and how does that make parenting them easier or harder? You want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go first this time?
1: Yep. Okay, so when you first ask that question, like, my knee-jerk reaction is to say Clara is most like me, Mm -hmm. but I'm not actually sure if that's true. Or if it's because she's a girl and I, so I see myself kind of play out through her, especially at her age. Like I really remember being nine years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I really remember all the things I was kind of going through in fourth grade, like the friend issues, Mm -hmm. like insecurities. She's very worried about disappointing people. I remember like some of the things she'll come home and tell me she doesn't want to tell her teacher something because she's afraid she'll disappoint her. Mm -hmm. Like I remember having all those same feelings. And so I don't know if it's that she like in her deep down personality is most like me or right now I just see myself really reflected in her. Yeah. And um, you were never a boy. So I was you, never a boy and it does create, <laughs> So it's you don't have right? any other
0: girls to compare to in the ones you're raising. Yeah, that is interesting.
1: Right. And one other thing I think is interesting is sometimes at a different stage, they might r- remind you of themselves differently. So I would never have really thought William and I were very alike. Like, but now that he's in high school, I really see a lot of myself in him. Like, I think he's kind of come into his own and his personality He's mm-hmm. very easygoing. He comes off as really confident, but I know he's not as confident mm-hmm. as he tries to come off as. That's what I remember clearly at his age yeah. feeling the same way. Um, he's interested in performing. Like, his social group is really important to him in a way that it really wasn't to my other mm-hmm. older kids. Like, they all had friends, but, like, they really didn't care that much about being part of a pack. Mm-hmm. And he really cares about that. And so did I. Um, so just, like, the older he gets... The more I kind of identify with like his high school self. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the question, does it make it easier or harder? I think it makes it easier in that I find myself identifying with them a little Mm -hmm. more or maybe going out of my way to almost identify with them a little bit more. But then sometimes I expect them to act like me, Mm -hmm. like in a way that I get. And that's unfair because they're their own people, right? They They are they're like, not going like to be able to act like copy. you now or like you then like i think it's not even to act like me i think it's like i expect them to act in a way that makes sense to me
0: right you expect that because there are similarities then right. they should be carbon copies you should be able to predict or somehow right. like, like it, it, yeah, it like kind understand. of
1: stymies me when they do something that doesn't seem yeah. doesn't make sense to me like wait what and i think i allow a little more um I think I give a little more grace to that when it's a kid who I don't identify with the same way because mm, I don't ever expect them to be like me. Right.
0: right. Yes. There's no, yeah. like, there's no shoes for them to fill. So to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. And I have to say, like having a big family, you have seen this play out in more ways. Like if you have two right. kids, it's kind of like, Oh, maybe one will be like me. One will be like, and one will be like my partner. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, or one's this way. Cause she's a girl. The other's this way. Cause he's a boy. The more you have, yeah. the more you really see the, variation across all those factors and I've
1: made the joke before that like when I had Jacob and Isaac they (laughs) were so different I thought oh well that's all the kinds of kids there are and then I had Will and I was like oh wait no that's a third and then I had Owen, and I'm like oh another one like they're all I mean it sounds so corny but like they're all so different Yeah, yeah definitely
0: definitely how about you okay so for me it's kind of a split decision with the older two being similar to me um They both are, but in different ways. So Allegra is very like me in kind of the ways that go along with birth order. She's the oldest. She's a girl. She's very, the way she presents to the world is very responsible, very mature, almost adult-like, which sometimes I think is hard and unfair because she's still 10. She's still a kid. And I think sometimes when you do present that way, people expect that much more of you. And then you're never allowed to be silly or weird or awkward or so. And I think I was very, I was very much like that. I was well spoken. I followed the rules. I was responsible. Adults liked me. I had kind of a a balance of, I was confident enough to kind of like hold my own. I wasn't overly shy, but I wasn't like, you know, in the middle of every social, I was just kind of, I was confident in a kind of a quiet way. And I think Allegra is too. And just being the oldest sister with two younger siblings, there's a lot of parallels. So I find myself mm-hmm. identifying With her in a lot of ways, the ways that come with being the oldest in a household. However, I think when it comes to like hardwired personality, if we were to drill down into our Enneagrams or any of that, I think Reed and I are a lot alike. In fact, maybe more alike than Allegra and I. We just don't have the gender or the birth order thing in common. So he's... Um, methodical. he's detail oriented. He's prone to anxiety that almost comes out like stress or frustration or anger. And that's definitely i was a I was always told I was a short fuse when I was a kid, and it probably did come from not anxiety like I was worried about going making friends or going to school in the traditional sense, but some kind of some kind of anxiety underlying that. And that's definitely how he is. So, yeah, I think with both of them in general, it's it makes it easier to parent kids that you have a lot of empathy for mm-hmm. um. But like you said, there's something refreshing about parenting a kid that you don't identify with at all because there are no preconceived notions. So I think they're a blank slate (laughs) slate and you're not applying your own um, filters or your own experiences to trying to parent them because those wouldn't work anyway. Whereas when you do see yourself in a kid, um, you know, for better or for worse, we have the experience, but also maybe that experience sometimes steers us in a narrower way than we need yeah. to. I don't know. I, I think I'm agreed with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we, and actually the next question, we'll dig into that a little bit more yeah. too. But, um, uh, one question I have for you like a, yeah. like an add on, you know, you identify really strongly with a firstborn Yeah. and parts of that is because you're a firstborn, mm-hmm. but I also wonder if there's anything to the idea that your firstborn is the only kid who ever gets your undivided attention. And maybe mm-hmm. you, I, maybe you just align yourself with them in a different way than you ever can, like than mm-hmm. you ever have the option to again. I, I mean, Jacob's 21 now, so I don't feel that way now, but I do think for many years, like many years, I had something like I just felt like I knew him better. Yeah. Then maybe I even did.
0: Well, and all, the other thing about a firstborn is they are, as the old, I mean, even as they get older, you have to go through everything for the first time with right. them, and that is a bonding experience. We're going and to you've go known through, them longer. You've known no them the what. longest, and you, everything <laughs> is still new. Middle school right. is new. Puberty is new. <laughs> you know, like yep. all these things, and so everyone else's experience are is a is a repeat of something you've gone through before, even though we know it's not a true repeat because they're all so right. different. So I wonder if that is a not a bond, but just a, it's a different experience that can't yeah. really be repeated. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So next question, and I can answer this one first, if we want to flip flop, sure. um, is which of your kids is least like you and how, and how does that make parenting them easier or harder? Well, I only have three kids and I talked about <laughs> the first two.
1: I don't so. think anyone's surprised. <laughs> this is
0: not, yes. But for those of you who are new around here, my third child is a large and in charge personality, challenging in lots of ways, fun in lots of ways. So Violet is, uh, the least like me. She's, um, outgoing and impulsive and highly emotional. And I think I was, I mean, she's only six. She just turned six. So this is like, she is still developing, but when I was that age, I would have been kind of quiet and studious and, uh, obedient. And she is Mm. the opposite of those things. Um, it does make it harder. i I think it's good that she's my third kid because I don't take it personally. I think when you have a kid like that for your first kid, it feels like you've done something wrong. You're if being they're punished, yeah, like yeah. or like you somehow contributed to their. Yes. Um. You know, Violet's a natural boundary pusher. She's a natural. She does not take status quo as it is given, and that is a gift. Like we know that about our our strong willed kids is that they have really some skills and talents that will serve them very well later in life. It's just not there. (laughs) It's just not easy to make it through the day with them. She's also sensitive. So she's kind of like bullheaded in some ways, but sensitive in others gets her feelings hurt or is very sensitive to feeling excluded. Um, and is highly, highly social and socially motivated. She doesn't and, like to be by herself. So all of these things are different than I was, and all of them make it challenging. But I think that the one silver lining is that I am just more laid back as a mom, and I know that I didn't like. I, this isn't something I did. It's just who she right. is, and we'll get through it. So,
1: isn't it rough when you see a kid who is sensitive and gets their feelings hurt easily, but you know? that if they could just be less sensitive and get their feelings hurt less easily, that they would get their feelings hurt less often. It's like self-sabotage, yeah. It is, it's self-sabotage. You're Mm -hmm. like, okay, but if you were just easier to be around, (laughs) people would want to be around you. But like, it's like, yeah, it's like creates this vicious cycle. And there's like nothing, I mean, you can do all the coaching in the world, but like so much of it, they just have to like, learn. Yes. It's hard. Yes. And I do think that
0: like little kids are, we talked about this when we talked about toddlers and teens, that like ball of emotions that hasn't regulated yet into like a normal personality. And so I think, um, with strong-willed kids and big personality kids, it's just that much more obvious when they're two, three, four, five. And then I do think in the kind of middle grade years, and I don't know what happens after that, but um, they grow into some of those personality traits mm-hmm. and then they start to come out as assets. So yep. that's what I'm telling myself anyway. Um, what are okay. you going to
1: do to get through the day? So what about uh, you? <laughs> okay. So um, I would say Owen is definitely the least like me, like in every way, almost every box you can tick one or the other. He's the, the one I'm not. So right. he's stubborn. He likes debate. He likes to be right. I mean, I like to debate for fun sometimes, but he really wants to be right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even matter. He doesn't care if he actually is right. It's not the spirit of knowing Mm -hmm. that matters to him. It's the spirit of owning the fight that matters to him, which does not compute with me at all. You know, he doesn't back down. He doesn't apologize. He's very logic oriented. He's very analytical. Um, and like we mentioned before, like in some ways it's easy because I don't even try to identify with right. him. Right, like, <laughs> like what is this? To, yeah, like what is this little alien? And I find him fascinating and he's one, I mean, I don't want to say I have a favorite, but I've made this joke a lot. Yeah. Like, if I had to say I had a favorite, Owen would probably be like, you know, maybe my favorite. He's just his own person and he, and I, it's just easy. Like I don't have any choice, but to stand back and be like, you are you. Mm-hmm. Um. In some ways it can be hard because I actually see a lot of his dad in him. I know mm-hmm. they're not the same person, but it's easy for me to then, almost try to make him into this like little duplicate of John. And that's, right. not, fair and that's either, not fair either. Right. Yes. It's like, I'm not trying to make him like me, but I'm, I'm trying to make him some Like I'm trying to put him in a box or a category somewhere. And I, and I, and I can't. And so, um, another place where that might get hard is right now. He's 13. He's in seventh grade. He still has this like sweet little boy side to him that makes us stay bonded mm-hmm. that, you know, and mm-hmm. if that, that's probably going to go away at some point, mm-hmm. at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm just worried that we might be in kind of for like a little rough time. Right. Because you already have such
0: opposite personalities. Right. And I
1: depend on him being the one who comes in the morning and gives me a high five. Like Mm -hmm. he wants to snuggle with the cat. Like Mm I kind of depend on those little moments of sweetness. Like I know Mm -hmm. he'll snuggle with me or come put his head on my shoulder. And like if he doesn't do that anymore, I don't know where we're going to find common ground. So. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting.
0: So I have another question that kind of relates back to birth order since we're talking about this. Do yeah. you see, I mean, you have five kids. So Clara is a youngest. Owen is also kind of a youngest cause he's the youngest yeah. of four boys. Do you see anything? We've talked about the more hardwired personality. Do you see anything in those younger kids that reminds you of what it was like being the youngest?
1: Yeah. I mean, yes, Clara and I are very, uh, really, um, present i guess or manifest as mm-hmm. youngest in the same way i think wanting everyone to get along really mm-hmm. wanting everyone to have harmony mm-hmm. um wanting wanting to have a voice like wanting to be seen mm-hmm. um, and say something funny and smart that everyone's going to react to and like sometimes that ends up getting you in hot water because mm-hmm. what you say actually isn't that funny or whatever you know right but with owen he was like that but he's kind of outgrown it I, mm-hmm. some of those things yeah and what i also think is really interesting is like when I look at typical birth order traits that are supposed mm-hmm. to be applied to people, they kind of don't apply to my kids as much as I would have thought. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like the perfectionist, oldest, the, you know, the middle child is kind of lost. I guess will could kind of be like, we kind of make a joke about it. Yeah. Like, will would be in the middle child? But he's really not like, he's come out hard and made a place for himself. Right. Like, I
0: just, and he's responsible and routine oriented. And yeah. And yeah other so things. I don't,
1: I don't know that I see, I don't know that I see it so much. Yeah. not in the, not in like the um, classic ways.
0: Yes. And I think when you dig into the, the reading it, number one, it is fascinating, but number two, you realize how many variations there are, even, even the psychologists who study it, it depends on gender. It depends on like, if you have four boys in a row, like you did, that's different than if you alternate They're their
1: subset and and, and then within the boys, each subset is a subset, Mm -hmm. right? So it's, yeah. It is
0: fascinating stuff. If you dig into it, actually, I'll give a shout out, um, Amy and Margaret at what fresh Hell podcast, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, another podcast kind of similar to ours. If you haven't listened, um, have done some really good episodes, a a few different ones I can think of on that kind of psychology, either the birth order or sibling, like how siblings have to be opposite of one another. Like it's just their biological need to have like a, a, an opposite pair. Like you have to have somebody to differentiate from. So I think it's interesting stuff. If you like to dig in, I'll link those up in the show notes.
1: We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know, what's good to go my shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite.
0: Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring.
1: Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Hiya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to hiyahealth.com/momhour. The deal's not available on their regular website. Go to mom momhour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need. To grow into healthy adults.
0: Okay. We're going to keep going here. Um, and now we are going a little bit back into our families of origin with this question, Megan. Yeah. So uh, I can't remember whose turn it is to go first, but the question is which sibling were you most likely to fight with growing up? Why don't you go first? Okay.
1: Um, definitely my brother, John. He's four years older than me, but we were the closest in age of my mm-hmm. siblings um, and like we really had a classic big brother, little sister relationship. Like he tortured me. Like mm-hmm. I remember him tick- holding me down and tickling to me till I peed my pants. I remember oh. him like doing that thing where he like hovers over you and spits and like the spit kind of like, like classic bully oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Spit, like hovers yeah. over your face, like sucks it back up. Um, I actually, when I was one of my earliest memories is being like five years old and I had like 30 imaginary friends. I remember. And it. I, plotted for them to like do away with him. Oh like we had like a like a true crime oh, a case happening in but um oh and he used to also do this thing where he'd hide at the top of the stairs and I was always terrified to go to bed and I'd know he was up there waiting for oh. me and then he would jump out and scare the living daylights out of me. So w- it was rough for a few years. But did you do also, anything
0: to torment him? Like were you annoying? Were you like I'm meddlesome? Sure he would, I'm sure he would well, say what would he say if meddlesome? you had to like
1: I mean, do you remember like,
0: I don't see you as a, like a button pusher of a little kid. No, I
1: was not a button pusher, but I think that I I was, I was, I was there. I was an easy target. Yeah. I, I think I always reacted big. Like Uh, like he could get a shriek out of me or a scream out of me. Like, I think (laughs) there was just a lot of like, I was bad at ignoring it. Yeah. Like I Mm -hmm. was so, and also, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to hang out with him and his friends. I wanted to, I was lonely. Like I didn't have Mm -hmm. any siblings my own age and it. Until I was well into my, like, you know, seven, eight, nine years old, I really didn't have neighborhood kids to hang out with, so I think I just tagged along and annoyed him, but I really just think that was it. I wasn't, I don't think I was a particularly wild child, I don't think that I was, um, like, prone to bursting into tears or whatever, it wasn't like, it wasn't like explosive, like the way you described Violet, I think I was just there. Yeah. It was just like a pesky little sister, but we did spend the most time living together of me and all my siblings. And then we were closest in age. So we were also closest growing up and we hung out quite a lot when I became a teenager. I remember a period of time from when I was like 13 to 17, that we were quite close. Then he went into the army. Um, I'm sorry, 13 to 50. We were close. He went in the army and then he, he got out when I was like 17 or 18, something like that. And we were very close during that time. And we've been close ever since. Like we got over our fighting when we were like 10 and 12, probably, or, 12 and eight, probably.
0: I think that's so. really good for moms of fighty kids to hear. Oh, I know I yeah. have taken solace from my own experience, um, just knowing that, that you do, you, yeah, you do grow out of it and often go to have a close relationship. You guys live in the same town and like hang out all yeah. the time.
1: Yeah. 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 Our, our kids are good friends. <clears throat> and he married my best friend. It was convenient. From college. And yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're very close now. Yeah. Okay, so well, I said at the top of the show, so our
0: the the way we're spaced is too close in age, and then the caboose, so that's partly why it's not like I had a whole whole bunch of different siblings with whom to fight. The one close in age is my brother, who's two years younger, and so we did fight a lot as little kids and probably medium sized kids, which is like the most opposite of personalities. Right. You know, he was physically rambunctious and. Impulsive, and I was like this little you know, wanted to sit still and color with in the lines, and I'm sure I was not i probably I don't think I was probably very much fun to play with, like I was a yeah. kind of a solitary. I, I liked to play by myself. I might've done make-believe or drawing, but I wasn't, I, I, he probably wanted a playmate looking back sure. and I didn't make a good playmate, especially not in the way that he wanted to play. And we just got on each other's nerves and then he mm-hmm. would instigate. And I would, I mean, we fought physically until we were, I don't know, probably six and eight or something, just, you know, hitting, slapping. And we just, and I just remember we just, I don't think we had anything in common. And then right. I remember, um, probably more years of indifference. Probably we, we outgrew the, the active fighting. We each had our own friends. And then I remember like probably when we were 13 and 15 or 14 and 16, really like actually building a new relationship where Mm -hmm. we thought each other's friends were cool. He dated this really great girl and I became friends with his girlfriend. I have a distinct memory of when I had a driver's license every once in a while, if we weren't doing anything, we'd be like, let's go to the movies and we'll tell mom we're going to the movies together and then she'll pay for it. Cause she'll be so happy that we're hanging out together. And it was true. I think my mom yeah. was really sad. We were so mean to each other as little kids. So any, then yeah. anytime we hung out, it was like, Oh my gosh, you're hanging out. Yeah. And so we used to like abuse that and be like, let's, let's tell her we're hanging out and she'll pay for the movie. So um, so yeah. And, and we're, you know, we get along great now, but yeah, we fought a lot. And then my sister and I were just so far apart in age that we didn't, it would didn't make sense to fight. We had, yeah, we weren't my sister, didn't right. have things in common but we didn't right. fight.
1: Yeah, my sister and I were 10 years apart and I would say we were not not even indifferent. Like I was a baby to yeah. her, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and then she was off doing her own thing. We weren't yeah. even around each other. So yeah. we became close like when I was in high school. yeah. she started having kids, she came around more. Um she brought the kids over like you know, I played with them. Like we kind of became close through that and then yeah. and then I had kids really young. So that of course bonded us more too.
0: Yep. And that's the same same with us. Yeah. Um, okay. So similar question, but with your kids, which of your kids are most likely to fight with each other? Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Um, well that would be Reed and Violet, the middle and youngest, and kind of for a lot of the same reasons as my brother and me only in this case, Reed is me and Violet is the younger, more rambunctious. I mean, I want to say it was really really bad when violet was like two and two and a half and reed was like five he was kind Mm. of at the height of his rigidity like lacking flexibility he just went through a really hard couple years there just with he was hard to be around and then she was this wild two and a half year old so things like you know touching my Legos, let alone like a single thing out of place. And then he just had zero emotional regulation (laughs) skills and she is an instigator. So I think it was probably a really pretty similar dynamic to what I had growing up. Um, To this day, they are still definitely more likely to get on each other's nerves. But actually, the, the fighting phase we're in right now, I would say, is almost equal. It's um, what, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, there's um, it goes all different ways. It's like op- equal opportunity is the word I'm looking for. It's equal opportunity annoyance. Any one of them gets annoyed with any one of the other. They all have the ability to pair off well or to pair off and argue. But um, definitely, like, the oil and water personalities are read by yeah
1: yeah and it's tough like I mean it's I do think the boy girl thing can sometimes almost exacerbate it uh-huh. because there aren't those like I mean it sounds so like gendered to say but like you're probably not going to share friends or you're probably right. not going to have the exact same interests, or yeah. want to play with mm-hmm. the same toys or whatever so like it almost creates the oil and water two or two things but then there's also the lack of commonality. common ground yes and commonality yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah definitely so in in our in our house there you know there are the four boys i would say right now owen and will probably are like at this moment the mm-hmm. most likely to fight with each other um what does that share? look
0: like at 13 and 15 the fighting bickering, i'm just curious okay bickering. kind of
1: like a like a low level disgust <laughs> I don't yeah know why like funny. they just complain about each other okay. and they're not even actively fighting and yeah. they don't fight they might argue or have a little dust up mm-hmm. you know but it's so mild and then like we'll be sitting at the dinner table and they're just like grumping about each other. Yeah. And like, well, you know, oh, and he does this and that. He mm-hmm. leaves granola bar wrappers lying around. <laughs> oh, Will does this and that. You know, this is the age where this stuff happens. Like, first of all, they share a room. And they're both a little grumpy about it, although their bedroom is huge and they have their own bathroom. Like they have nothing to complain about, right. but they will still find things mm-hmm. to complain about. And then also it's the age. Like one of them is newly in high school and William is really taking high school very seriously like the experience the high school experience like he will be the one kid of mine who wants a letter jacket yeah who wants a class ring like he he he's into it he's he's into it it. he wants to do it for the to the to the hilt and he's got his buddies and blah 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 and then owens in middle school they're just like they're at this place where two years makes a huge Mm -hmm. difference um and i do think like with the bigger boys, Jacob and Isaac, they went through the exact same thing, like around the same age, starting mm-hmm. around like when the oldest one is maybe 10, 11, 11, 12. They just start to like up until that point in my family, they were they were just like in pairs, like they had shared friendships. They would get invited to the same mm-hmm. birthday parties. If mm-hmm. they had friends who were siblings, they would always be together. They just kind of got like lumped together. And then there comes this age where like they now need to start to transition yeah, yeah. like into their own people. And so it's awkward for me. Like yeah. the first time I went through it, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, oh, so Jake and Isaac aren't invited to the same parties anymore. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Like, does that mean they have to have like new sets of friends that belong to just them? And you're like, like that's I, not
0: convenient for me. But, a no, mom. truly. I
1: was like, wait a second. <laughs> I liked when they were always friends with siblings. And then, you know, sometimes one would really like the older brother and then like the younger one wouldn't necessarily like the younger sibling yeah. anymore. And they had opinions about it. So it just, it's just this awkward transition that happens. Um, I will say that now that Jake and Isaac are kind of on the other side of it, they're great to each other and they know they have their differences, but they get along really, really well. And they now kind of create this buffer. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they really help set the tone in the family to where it doesn't like the bickering and fighting right. or whatever doesn't right. get out of control. And then I've got Clara and she's like this like pet of the family. Mm-hmm. And she's like Beth from Little Women. Yes, she only is. Hopefully not ill. Right. But like. She's like gentle Beth. So she like is. nobody wants to fight around her. Yeah. it Like, I think it kind of breaks their heart a little bit when she says something like, guys, can we all just get along? Like everybody really just wants she to is. like, she
0: has like the <laughs> most angelic face and voice. And like, she just is how, yeah, I can't yeah. picture her picking a fight with anyone. No, she
1: really, she never would. She would, she would feel bad for the, even the idea that something she did might cause some kind of, you know, tension. So at the dinner table, she'll just like kind of pipe up with some little thing. And like her eyebrows kind of, kind of go up a little bit like this little like worried look and then everyone just kind of gets over it so i so i do cute. think i do think sometimes having the bigger family or having someone older or younger can mm-hmm. dispel some of that well um, i
0: think yeah. this is a good time i mean long-time listeners you've heard us talk about this before but in case you're new around here it's really important for new moms to know that like sibling dynamics they'll they'll change in so many ways yes. i think when you have like a one-year-old and a three-year-old and it's your first one-year-old and three-year-old you're thinking okay like this, this is it'll
1: always be this it'll way. always
0: be this way this one's always going to be this pattern and you worry so much about how to break up the little fights which is good i mean you you should know how to break up those little fights but it's amazing how the two that didn't get along become the two that do get along and then this other one depending on how many kids you have i guess but right it changes Within the pairs, it changes within the family dynamic. And so just like, you can just rest easy knowing it's going to go through like a million different phases. It doesn't mean that you don't think about like how to navigate bickering and fighting, but it's not always going to be the same. Um, And I think it's so interesting as they get older. Okay. Should we switch gears a little? Yeah. All right. So the next question is, what is your middle name? And do you have any kind of a story about why your parents chose your name? And you're going to go Go first, first? I think. Yeah.
1: Um, so my middle name is Elizabeth and I remember as a kid, like loving my name. I always have loved my name. I've never had like a point where I didn't like it. I always loved the way Meg and Elizabeth sounded together. Mm -hmm, I do. Yeah. Um, I just, it has a nice flow. Um, my name is spelled with an extra A. My sister's name is not even a real name. I don't think. Catherine. It's K-A-T-H-R-E-E-N. Like Kathleen, but with an R. But with an R, which yeah. has caused her, you yeah. know, a lifetime of never <laughs> being on a keychain. But also, like, no <laughs> one knows what to do with her name. Like, yeah. she's she's Kathleen. She's Catherine. Um, I think my my the story goes that my grandma's name, which was Katherine, was su- with an E at the end. So, like, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-E uh-huh. oh, okay. was supposed to have been pronounced katherine or something oh, okay. but nobody ever did so my mom literally chose a phonetic spelling mm-hmm. for her name and i don't know why they chose to go i think megan was starting to become a little more popular and maybe they just decided to jazz it up mm-hmm. by adding an extra a i've always liked the way my name looks um, i like the spelling in it It causes a little bit of, I mean, the thing
0: as someone with a Sarah, there's a Sarah with or without an H, but it's such a, it's such a binary thing. You either have one or you don't. I feel like with Megan, there's so
1: many ways to spell Megan. I don't, I don't even know which is the most. They keep inventing new ones. Um, I'm going to say probably nowadays, M E G A N is the most common. Yeah. But M-E-G-H-A-N is also mm-hmm. very common. I think M-E... And sometimes people just throw all the letters. There's, all, there's like everything. M E G H A Sometimes if, if people can't decide, they're just yeah. like, how about all of it? Yeah. Just have all the letters. <laughs> and I, ironically, my brother's <laughs> names are Paul and John. Yeah. So easy. like they went with the boys are like, yeah, four letters, B- the Bible, we're good. That's funny. So um, another kind of funny thing about my name is that my mom always pronounced my name Megan. And uh-huh. that's what my name was supposed to be. And almost nobody pronounces my name Megan to the point now that I've almost given up like I like Megan so but say I the
0: two side by side so people Megan who,
1: uh-huh and Megan uh-huh you so, hear the difference right yeah
0: I hear the difference and I knew what you were saying but yeah um it helps to hear them do you know who pronounces your yeah. name Megan is my mom Ooh. have you ever noticed that
1: I you know what I probably did I bet you I was like oh yeah like when people do it it, it always gives me this little oh mm-hmm. thanks like it makes me happy. I don't care when they don't like and it doesn't it's not bother like me, but she
0: would have done that because of the spelling or anything. I think that's right. just the way she pronounces Megan. Is, yeah. Yeah. And
1: a lot of people think because of the extra a that it's Megan, it's definitely not Megan, but Megan or Megan are fine. Um, I will say that the one time I was consistently called Megan was in college when I hung out with a bunch of stoners hmm. and they would be like, Hey, <laughs> hey, Megan, like, I just remember walking into my house and my roommate and his friends who were had been doing some things uh, would all call me Megan.
0: Maybe there's just a little more. There's enough time to yeah. extend <laughs> like, that. Their brains were like fillable. processing
1: it a little slower or something like they kind of like pronounced it the way like a surfer would or something. So and it was I always... wonder
0: if there's regional. Now I want to like dig into the pronunciation of Your name, because I wonder if there's regional, not just because of the way it's spelled, but if there's regional pronunciations of if some areas of the country say more of a Megan versus a maybe.
1: Well, and another thing, and this is I mean, I don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole, but I remember having this long debate or conversation with the name about the name Carrie, Mm -hmm. which apparently if you live like in the Boston area, I believe there's an additional way of saying it. So it's not just Carrie, but Carrie. Oh, my. So there's like, and there's like a third one too. It's like Carrie, Carrie, and oh, Harry. My. I don't know. We could probably go on about dialects. You and, and I love that stuff. Forever. That's like but, really um, interesting. We're getting way off the rails. But, but anyway, that's, that's my story about my name. How about you? Okay.
0: Well, the Sarah part, the story goes that um, somewhere I saw that it was the number one most popular name for the year I was born. If that isn't true, it's certainly it's right up there. I mean, I grew up yeah. with four or five Sarahs in every class. The funny thing is there was no way to know that at the time. My parents thought it's a, it was an old name, an old biblical name. Some great grandmother somewhere had had it. And so they thought they were bringing back this old biblical name and giving it new life. And they thought they were the only ones doing it, which is so funny because, you know, then it turns out to be the most popular. My middle name is Jane. And that was my dad's mom who died before my parents were even married. So even my mom never met her mother-in-law. And when I was a kid, I did not like the name Jane or and I didn't like the combination of Sarah Jane. It sounded like kind of like um, I don't know, backwoods like Sarah Jane? Like Sarah Jane. Yeah, exactly. I love
1: Sarah Jane. To me, it sounds so like to me it sounds old fashioned like um from like a fifties book about Yeah. I like I I love
0: it now. And I have probably since late high school, but as a little kid and then in first grade, there were two Sarahs in the class and yeah. the teacher decided to call me Sarah Jane as my name um, without consulting me, first of all. That's not okay. And that's not okay. <laughs> and I I just went home in tears about it. So I I didn't love the whole thing. And then I kind of felt bad about that because then I w- here I was hating this name that was my grandmother's that I had never met, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, now I, d- I really do love it. I do like that I'm Sarah with an H. I don't have a strong preference. I don't mind Sarah without an H, but I've always kind of liked that that's my spelling. And I love... um Jane as my middle name, and I gave it to Violet. So Violet is Violet Jane. And that's really fun. Um, The funniest part is, so no one, none of us, I didn't know my grandma Jane and my mom didn't even know her. She was my dad's mom. She died very young. And we were hanging out with an extended family of some kind, who reminded my dad, who he should have known this, but it was lost in family lore, that her name wasn't even actually Jane. It was one of those (laughs) Texas Southern things where her name was Colleen, but then she was assigned the nickname Jane. But the funny thing is there's like four or five different people on this side of the family whose middle names are Jane in honor of her and her name wasn't even Jane. I remember being like, wait a second, why are we all named Jane? It wasn't even, it was nowhere on her birth certificate. It wasn't even her middle name. It was like literally not her name. That is hilarious. But I like it.
1: So I like it, too. And I think it's very sweet that Brian calls you Sarah Jane. Oh, I yeah, he does that a couple of times. Yeah, I thought he that was does. Really and cute. it does
0: not bother me now the way it did
1: in first grade.
0: Yeah.
1: No. No. Yeah. My brother's middle or my brother's nickname mm-hmm. is Buck. Mm-hmm. His name is Paul. So Buck is not a shortened version right. of Paul. And now he's just known as Buck. And I have no idea where it came from. I think it was like a grandpa was called Buck and his name also was not Buck. Mm hmm but it like just became his name. And so. And was you know, that from
0: when he was a baby? Like that was the yeah, name kind of assigned always, to him. It's, yes, not it like, assigned, it's not like if he yeah. picked it up along the way.
1: He's a junior. My dad is also a Paul mm-hmm. or was a Paul. Um, but then my dad was called Doug, which is his middle name. Oh. So my dad is a Paul who everyone called Doug. Okay. And then my brother is a Paul that everyone called Buck. <laughs> I have, it's family naming is so funny. <laughs>
0: and, and that's another thing that gets so regional, right? Like, yes. Yeah. Like given names and family names and going yeah. by the middle name and yeah. Interesting. Okay. So speaking of nicknames, perfect segue. What nicknames did your family call you growing up and did your siblings have nicknames? So I'll go first. I had zero nicknames growing up. Like I had to rack my brain thinking maybe there was a little pet name somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. I remember being really little and one of my like preschool friends, their mom called them kitten as a, like a pet name, you know, like sweetie, honey. But I thought kitten was so cute. And I asked my mom to call me kitten and it didn't really stick. (laughs) So I had no, no nicknames. I remember in high school, like kids would call you by your last name or something. And it was cool, but that doesn't really count. Um, My brother, whose name is Brian... Got the nickname Bubba from my sister. I think she was trying to say brother or Brian. And that stuck. And we kind of revived it when I had kids and my kids call him Bubba. That's like their uncle name, which is convenient because I also married a Brian. So we have two Brians, similar to you. You have a brother and an ex named John. So that helped distinguish the Bryans. My brother does go by Bubba within the family. Um, And then, you know, my sister has a name that was kind of already a nickname. They named her Cassandra. She's always gone by Cassie. So that's already kind of a nickname. And we just called her Cass, Sass. She had a few other nicknames, but no, like, not like you were saying with um, Paul and Buck
1: yeah you? so I also had like no nicknames isn't that funny I yeah. think that when I was little they called me like Moo Moo for a while of course everyone called me Meg I mean that's yeah sense. but like not like a true right and Moo Moo did not stick my dad my sister's nickname was Stringbean okay and at some point I started to be calling called Stringbean but I always kind of got the feeling that that was because he forgot he wasn't talking to Catherine it's like or me like a hand-me-down it was a down hand-me-down nickname. Nickname. <laughs> She was too old to be called Stringbean, I guess. My brother, um, John, was called Pigs. Oh, that's I don't funny. remember why. Okay. It was just Pigs, as far as I can remember, back. And then um, in addition to having the name Buck, Buck was also Buford. Oh, that's so funny. So in addition to the nickname that became his name, he also had a nickname on top of that. I'm sure there were others, but those are just the ones that pop into my head. Um, and I do remember being like a little jealous that I didn't have a better nickname growing up.
0: Yeah, I I wonder if like... Some families have more nicknames and some or or if it's just some names lend themselves cuz I, I think feel it's like that. Yeah. yeah, I definitely was. And some
1: personalities I think lend themselves yes. to being kind of teased with nicknames
0: or yes. yeah. Okay, okay. So now we got to get into our kids' nicknames. We were okay. talking before recording about this. It's almost embarrassing the things we call our kids and how you have to trace back why you give your kids the nicknames yes. that you do. It's so funny. Now, I mean, if our kids were having this conversations in 20 years, hopefully most of these nicknames, like they're not the ones that stick forever necessarily. They're like the, for me, it's like the little funny things I call my kids around the house, not their nicknames for out in the world. But yeah, the question is, do your kids have nicknames and what are they? So do you want to go first? Okay, I'll
1: go first. And a couple of these are mildly inappropriate, but not anything you have to like uh, earmuffs or anything. So
0: (laughs) I like that you have inappropriate nicknames for your own kids. Well,
1: and some of them. Okay. So Jacob, when he was a, new little tiny baby we took him to the pediatrician um like when he was two days old and we never went back to this woman because we thought she was a little weird but she kept calling him mr fister and john and i could not stop (laughs) laughing like we could not keep a straight face we were dying so we kind of jokingly called him mr fister for a while then we're like we have to stop because this is gonna stick right and it's not what we want for our, our firstborn son so he became Jakey boy. Mm-hmm. I don't like that's just stuck. I still call him Jakey, Jakey boy, Jake, Jacob. Like we always knew Jake was probably going to be the nickname. What's interesting is he's really ne- like Jake has never become the name he goes by. Yeah.
0: I was wondering about school and stuff like um, friends. He
1: did have friends who called him Jake, but like just as many people called him Jacob. And so it's, it's like everyone knows he's like a Jacob or a Jake or mm-hmm. like a Jakey. But um, then Isaac was Chuckles. And I think we called him that because he had this really chubby little face and like <laughs> when he would laugh, he would just laugh with his whole, all the rolls in his uh-huh. face. And he had this like deep, like har, har, har chuckle. <laughs> so we called him chuckles that stuck. I think John still calls them like chuckle hut sometimes. I don't even know why. William, we just gave like all the nicknames, I think as a joke, like he was one of those kids. that was just easy to tease uh-huh. and easy to come up with nicknames. I mean, the ones that pop into my head are Wilbo Jenkins and Gustable Chiggins. <laughs> but I remember for a while they would just add a bunch of words on like, Gust, like Gustav, yeah. Like chicken, chickens the third or yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We totally just, do that. Yeah. yeah, and then he would have like those would be his gamer names. Oh, yeah. For yes. a while, for that period of time, then they'd move on to a different name. Um, Owen. For a long time, we called him Owner because mm-hmm. that was a video game thing too. Like, oh, okay. if, you, if you own somebody, oh, okay. You're an owner. Okay. Like you're a winner. not um, that term. And it it can be spelled with a P, like a like a P and then a zero. I think W N E R. So we called him Poner for a while um he did try to self-nickname him his own self boner (laughs) and we would not allow it we're like no you can't call yourself boner and he was like why and then I was thinking of that show growing pains from the 80s where Kirk Cameron had a best friend named boner
0: so I I do remember the show I don't remember that it was his
1: best buddy and I remember even like as a young kid thinking how are they getting away with this like name is boner this is very strange um but now sometimes like as a joke I overheard just the other day. I'd forgotten about this one, but William called him Emperor Bonier. <laughs> so, like, just like, Oh, what's up Emperor Bonier. It just was so funny to me. And then Claire is just bear. She's Claire bear. She's Barry. She's Clary bear. Like what? Yeah. Like the, just some, like yeah, some, some uh, variation variation on bear. So, yeah. so, so what about you?
0: I'm just, well, I'm curious. My one follow up is, do you have a sense for how often you, use their nicknames versus their real names are there some kids that just always get a nickname and some or does it just whatever pops out of your mouth
1: clara and owen i think i st- their their names are so easy to say like yeah. hey bear or hey owner like yeah probably daily right um the other ones are more special yeah like i wouldn't probably uh, no that's not true like if i came in the room and i wanted jacob to do something for me and i was trying to be sort of um i don't know sweet to him i might yeah. be like jakey can yeah you do this yeah so But his name is his nickname is his name too. Right, right? that's true. Yeah, Yeah, that's true.
0: Okay, so I have quite a long list. But my firstborn is like me; did not really get a lot of um, nicknames. I called Allegra Monkey as a baby and toddler. She was really she had all this dark hair. She did look like a little monkey, Um, and I loved that. It was like a really sweet nickname, and she just outgrew it eventually. But I probably called her that till she was I don't know five or six. Um, she doesn't really have any others. So Reed is yeah. Reedy Roo, which became Roo, Rooster, Rooster Booster, Rudy Boo, Rudy Booty, any variation of that. Um, I think that's his main one. Violet nicknamed herself Vavi when she <laughs> I first- I love that she nicknamed herself. She started calling herself Vavi when she very first started to talk. She was maybe 18 months. And you know how they talk about themselves in the third person? Yes. Like they'll say their name, but mm-hmm. she couldn't say her name. And she said Vavi. And we all loved it because it sounded like a fancy old lady on Fifth Avenue or something. And we really thought it was going to stick. Like the kids called her Vavi for, I don't know, six months or a year. And my parents called her Vavi. And then it just, it didn't stick for whatever reason. She, I don't think she liked it. So as soon as she didn't, wasn't using it for herself. And then I think she even maybe told my parents at one point, she didn't like to be called Vavi, but it was so cute. So funny. Um, and then, but she has the most nicknames. So hers are so weird. I'm just going to say a few. Goo, Goonie, Gooners, Goose, Goosey Jane, Janie, Janie McGee, Bobby Jane. <laughs> um, and then I called all of my babies Dinky when they were really little or Dink. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know who. I think it was all of them. I think any little baby I would call Dink.
1: So I now know that I also had a name that I called all my babies and I can't remember what it is and it's making me crazy. That's so Which funny. I've I, I probably
0: watch. left some out, actually. I'll have to listen to the way I talk to my kids. It's so funny. Um, and my kids thus far haven't been like, "Don't call me that." I think Reed every once in a while. Well, if someone calls him Reedy, like we have some close yeah. family friends that will still call him Reedy from when he was little, or Reedy Roo, and he'll just I just kind of see him be like, "Whoa!" Like I don't know yeah. if I'm ready for that. So he will probably at some point say, "Don't call me that," but don't call me that. No, anymore, I mean, there are yeah. worse things. Um, I
1: have a I have a follow up question for you. Yeah. Um. Did you ever refer to like especially when Allegra and Reed were little? Did you ever refer to them to each other as brother and sister? No, like I, I know. I remember doing that so for like, a long time. So like, here's
0: like, go, go give this to brother. Like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. We never did the sis or sissy with girls. Like a lot of people do. I maybe did it a little bit when, you know, Violet was a baby and she had big sissy, but we didn't do a ton of that. You had a ton of brothers in a row. So you did well, that. Like
1: I did that only with the oldest two. And what's funny about that is I remember for a little while it was you know it would be very much like hey um go see if brother is ready or you know do whatever so there was just the two boys that Mm -hmm. were brothers then owen or william came along he was baby it was (laughs) brother brother brother. and baby Mm -hmm. and i i remember actually my mother-in-law correcting me once and Mm -hmm. like i don't remember exactly how it went down like i said brother and then she like repeated what i had said to the kid but then used their name oh interesting. and i felt super self-conscious oh, about it and then i felt really bad like have i like reduced my kid to their sibling
0: you know what i mean but right. like to me it oh, was no. just a sweet thing it's totally a sweet thing and i know lots yeah. of people who do it
1: um yeah. I, have I stopped a... after that and i kind of wish i had those days it was so sweet oh. like no tell brother yeah no brother. i think it
0: sounds very normal i know lots of yeah. people who do it i have a, a good friend in arizona who has two boys and her boys are now like want to say like seven and ten and they still call each other brother it's just the two of them and she'll still say yeah yeah it's just like it's It's kind of like Arrested
1: Development hey brother (laughs) well and I do my kids do call each other that sometimes as a joke in the Arrested Development like voice in the buster voice they'll (laughs) go hey brother which is funny but not really a nickname they're just making fun of the show
0: yeah Yeah. um all right well those we made it through have we told everybody everything about our families probably origin. more than
1: they ever really wanted to know but yeah I think we made it through <laughs> it's a good I
0: think for new listeners hopefully this was a good little intro to us and our families and for longtime listeners we probably told you something you didn't know about the spelling yeah, of sure. our name now everyone's gonna be listening from Megan versus Megan we'll get 400 emails about that I bet
1: I'm sure we will I'm That's looking funny. forward to it because I love that stuff
0: yeah me too it's fun to talk about okay guys well if we mentioned anything to link to it'll always be at themomhour.com all of our great sponsors are linked up there so go and check them out And we will be back with you soon. Thanks, Megan. Bye, guys. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug.
1: That is amazing.